Hey guys, and welcome to Fisher Philbrick The Show. This is your host, Michael, and I just want to thank you for tuning in and giving us a listen. Fisher Philbrick is a management and production company that assembles, manages, and produces both creative projects and businesses. Our first project being this podcast, The Show. And so, without further ado, let's jump right on in. Alright you guys, we are here for another episode this week and we are super excited to get started. We hope your day has been going well as well as this week has been going well for you too. If it's not, do not worry, you have more days left to go. You can turn things around starting with right now and today. So today we have our business updates on Fisher Fabric. We have our business segment for the title of the show, that being the Green Thumb Approach, Personal and Professional. And then we'll get to closing everything off with our sign-off. So if all that sounds good to you, let's jump right on into everything and get started. All right, and for our business updates, we are going to start with our business article for this week, that being called Managing Your Work Phone. And this isn't only about just your work phone, but we also dive into tips and tricks about your personal phone. We go over each one separately, so your personal phone compared to your work phone. We give suggestions for each, especially if you're able to have two separate devices for these two areas. But then we also know that not everyone can have two devices, so we do bring it home with combining both on one device. Basically, it comes from years and years of experience working in startups, all the work experience we've had over these years, and kind of looking at both of them being like, hmm, what did we learn? What did not go well? What went well? And likely for yourself as well, you have been likely working remotely for at some point if you've been working in these last two years during all the lockdowns. And we kind of had the feeling that a lot of people, especially now, have been doing a lot of work from their phone, a lot of communicating, a lot of you know, just spending all your time on your phone. And especially when it comes to your own business, it's like, let's take a second and figure out how can we actually manage our work phone well. So it does provide some great tips and tricks overall to provide you with a better quality of life, which don't we all want that? So we just wanted to give that a plug. Make sure you check it out and share it with your social and work circles. You can find it under our website articles on all of our social media sites, as well as on a new web page we created this past week, which brings us to our next business update, which is new this week and menu improvements. So a super exciting improvement to our website is our new web page for new this week. Basically, it's a section where you will be able to find all the new content we've posted for that given week. It'll be a super nice, convenient, easy, and quick way for everyone to find our recent content and hopefully encourage more people to consume the content we provide at the same time. Because as we've mentioned, people are lazy and the less clicks and the less searching around they have to do to get to your content, the better. And right now you'll see the start to this week that we have available for you, which are our two articles. And then as we go, we will be adding in this podcast once it has been posted, which if you're listening to this podcast, then yes, it has been posted. (laughs) So go ahead and check that out. We're also going to have and keep probably about three to four weeks of content. That way, as you're going through, you can see not just this coming week, but the week before as well as the week before. One, if you're interested in figuring out and finding out what you may have missed, but then also because it is nice to have more content there for your eyes, for the person viewing it, And if the whole point is to keep people on your site and giving them content to read, why wouldn't you have all this content at their fingertips, super easy and accessible for them, right? 
Okay, and then from there, our menu improvements. So since we have our sites menu as our quick link on all of our social media, as well as our business cards, we decided to add some updates to it. So what we did was we arranged some of the items based off of feedback we received, as well as from what we thought would visually look better, being that we changed it and we were like, oh, wow, this actually does look a lot better. <laughs> Sometimes you do just have to go in and change things around after you've already been working months on it. It's a good habit to have. Check it out. If it doesn't look good, then hey, put it back. But for us, we're like, hey, we're gonna keep this. We also realized that having a bunch of options without a description of what each one was, was really not all too helpful, especially for new people visiting our site. Basically, we want them to know quickly what we have to offer and what they can gain from visiting our site and consuming our content. So we went ahead and got short descriptions added to each menu item to fulfill this. So be sure to take a look at both of these updates, both the new this week, as well as go to our menu on our website to see how they function and let us know if you have any questions or feedback about these changes. And then for our last business update are our podcast goals. And you guys, at the time of recording this, we are currently at 47 out of 50 unique listeners for this show. Wow, this is super exciting because it means one, 50 different people have given our show a listen. That's including you. So thank you. And then second, we had this goal of hitting 50 because once we get to 50 different and unique listeners, it means that the podcasting platform we're using will allow us to start monetizing this show. Monetizing, if you didn't know, means that we can have, at least for this platform and starting out, host red ads first starting out by promoting the platform we're using, which is called Anchor, and then kind of building things up from there. Although I can say that all of us in this are still learning a lot in the process and as we go, but we are more than happy to share what we are learning as we go because isn't it interesting to hear what this backend process looks like for both ourselves as well as the other podcasts that you already listen to? We think so. Anyways, the kind of sad part for you is that you will eventually have to listen to the ads that we have on the show. However, this is very common for podcasts. So, I mean, it's is it really that sad? No, <laughs> but it is part of the gradual process of us growing this podcast, growing the platform as we go, as well as the overall accomplishment in this for us is that it's getting us closer to starting to make a profit from the podcast because this is actually our first project for Fisher Philbrick, which is Fisher Philbrick, the show and it's the only source of income starting out. And also, also, if you're wondering, they typically base the monetization of ads by the per thousands of listens. I know, thousands. And you're like, dude, you just said 50 and not even 50. But that means we do have a very long way to go before we would actually start seeing anything substantial as far as income, which really also means that every time you're able to share this podcast that you can leave a rating, a review, and also subscribe yourself as well as get others to do so, you are really making such a big difference and it's just so incredibly helpful and impactful. So overall, thank you so much for listening to this show and for the support and encouragement you've provided so far. We can't wait to see where everything heads within this as well as we're already super excited for what we've already been accomplishing. So thank you. And then now, with that concluding our business updates, we can head to the topic of this show, which is the green thumb approach, personal and professional. So are you ready? We hope so. Let's go. All right, and as we jump into this topic, kind of our icebreaker to get us started and going is how do you know when changes need to be made? Sometimes the answers aren't always clear or you're unsure of 
where you're supposed to head and which decisions you are supposed to make, well, no need to fear because we are gonna work through all this today using what we call the green thumb approach in order to help you better make these decisions and life changes. So kind of as we jump into the introduction from there, it's kind of this idea of regardless where you're at in life, you're always gonna be having to make these decisions and changes. And now some of these are easy to make and take little time to none at all to implement them, while others just leave you wide awake at night thinking and rethinking about what should be done, what path should be taken if you chose the right decision. And then all of a sudden you're like, it's morning, I got no sleep, I didn't solve any of the problems that I was supposed to, what have I been doing? And it's a lot of this like overthinking, you're feeling constantly stressed, you're anxiety ridden. And yes, some of these can be worked on, you know, these are areas that you can work on on your own and in each one separately, but you're likely gonna find yourself at various points in your life where all of these come together and you actually need to make both these decisions and these changes in order to push yourself forward. So we're gonna share some great and helpful topics to get you thinking optimistically for the future in order to then help you better prepare for these decisions and changes when they arrive. So in this episode, we are gonna go over some background, getting started isn't cheap, knowing where to plant, knowing your resources, growth takes time, one lucky bug, It'll be worth it in the end, and then we will conclude and give you our sign off. So if all that sounds good with you, let's jump right on into this with our background. All right, so in getting started with this topic, we decided to use our own experiences with gardening and yard care to ease us into everything, as well as to take us through this journey. So as we get going in this, we would ask you to first take some time to think about your own experiences when it relates to gardening and taking care of a yard here are some questions to get you going. You know, did you do this growing up? Did you enjoy it? Were you forced to pull weeds by your parents? <laughs> did you guys plant vegetable gardens each year? How about annual or perennial flowers? Which were your favorite out of these? Are you good at growing plants? Be honest with yourself. And you know, do you currently do any yard work or garden care where you're at now? Finally, kind of the broader question within this is what does having a green thumb mean to you and yourself personally? Because to us, kind of growing up with this phrase, having a green thumb typically was used in regards to being experienced, successful, good at, and even lucky with growing and sustaining plants. Alternatively though, we found that as you got older, it could have different meanings when it comes to these different areas in your life, no longer just referring to yard work and plants. It's taking some of these broader ideas of experience, success, and luck, and applying it towards the project business, your personal life, and kind of the overall tasks that you're working on. Therefore, we're gonna be sharing quite a lot of gardening and yard work experiences in order to show how it can then relate to your own life, both personally and professionally, and how you can learn from this. You know, making decisions and battling through changes and knowing where to head in life can all be super complicated, frustrating, and even tear-provoking, let alone, you know, not actually getting much sleep <laughs> every night. However, our hope is that by the end of this, you're gonna be set up with some new tools in your gardening belt, ha ha ha, to have you better prepared for life, provoking growth in all that you do. And better yet from that, we also hope it encourages you to get outside, take part in gardening and yard work yourself. It'll not only have your yard looking amazing and beautiful, smelling good, but it'll leave you refreshed and accomplished by all the work that you've done. And it can't get much better than that, can it? All right, and if that sounds good, let's get to our first subtopic within this, which is getting started isn't cheap. Now, this is something that we wish was not always true, but many times if you find yourself buying flowers and plants, 
you'll quickly realize that, hey, this isn't cheap. Like I'm actually having to spend some money. An example of this is like in order to, you know, fully fill a front and backyard with annual flowers, perennials, you'll need to spend around like $100 to $200 per planting season. And that's not including if you're adding in a vegetable garden, which will likely double the amount of plants you're actually picking up from the nursery. And hey, if you're buying any sort of mature roses, trees, or bushes, be ready to spend a few hundred alone on them combined it gets expensive. And sure, you can actually buy the seeds for a range of plants and start them for much cheaper. But the flip side of this is that you're going to need to have the money for whatever setup is needed for growing and taking care of them based on where you're living, wherever you are in the world or the United States, as well as you actually have to invest a lot of time into actually growing them and getting them and all the complications with going into that of you spent. I know myself personally, I was trying to grow a Venus flytrap. I spent so many weeks. You have to refrigerate the thing for six to eight weeks, take it out, and then it'll say, wait another six to eight weeks for a sprout to start. And it took like nine to 10 weeks to actually start sprouting. And even then it didn't survive. So I spent, you know, I would have rather just bought the plant, which we actually ended up doing from Trader Joe's later on. And that's an example of like, hey, for me, it was worth it just to get the plant because I didn't want to spend the time or really, I already spent the time. So <laughs> in the end, you might also find that buying your plants from the nursery is a great route to take, which means you'll need to have the finances needed to make and purchase them all. Keep in mind too that once you start putting plants on your cart, you're likely gonna end up with a lot more plants and flowers than you were even expecting to get. Something that is incredibly fun, but also can get quite pricey very quickly. And so then when we relate this to ourselves, yourself, many times, Getting started in your career, in your own business, your own projects, and really a lot of different areas in your life can take a substantial investment of money. Some examples of this is for your career. Say you need a college degree for your career. The average cost will be thirty-five dollars to $40,000. I actually think that's pretty low. I went to a state university, so it was probably more in that route, but most people go to very expensive schools. If you do any sort of living on campus, that alone was like $10,000 added onto that per I think year per year. So, you know, that alone, wow. And most people nowadays, you go to college and you can't even find a job. So, oh. <laughs> from there though, you know, to start your own business, that'll take a good investment of money. For Fisher Philbrick, we spent a little under $3,000 in the starting costs and all the fees. And really from there, any business, ours included, will just always be needing to spend money, whether it's complying with the state and federal tax regulations and just all the upkeep of keeping your business going. Projects, depending on the tools you'll need, you know, this can be somewhat cheap, under $100 to a few hundred dollars to maybe even a few thousand dollars, depending on the size and scope of your project. And then kind of to bring it down is like a gym membership, which is part of a lot of people's lives, but this can be anywhere from 30 to $50 a month at like your typical neighborhood gyms to much more elite fitness centers, private gyms, and one-on-one -on -one coaching being way, way more. However, you know, if you're aware that some of these advancements in your life or the decisions you're gonna make do cost some money and that they're gonna take a large amount of monetary payment or even payment in the form of time, as we mentioned in the gardening section, then you're actually able to better prepare for this. So rather than taking out loans, going into debt and running into money problems when you're making the decisions in the moment, you'll actually be able to hold off on certain opportunities until you're able to afford it and successfully meet the starting entry fee. And now we're not always saying that you should 
you know, always avoid getting loans and financing. But at the same time, we've seen how tricky it is in the long run to pay off all of these loans, the financing, the interest rates. And once you're in debt, it's so much harder to get out of debt. And also keep in mind that if you want to do anything with buying a house, starting a business, anything where they check your credit, the first step is always pay off your debt. If you have 50,000 plus in debt, how are you going to do that? How are you going to move forward in your life when you need to go backwards and pay off this debt, but you also need a better job to pay that off? Do you see what, what we're saying? You know, it gets really complicated very quickly. So do yourself a huge favor and pay with your time for the time being in order to wait until you're best suited to buy into what's next for your life. Does that make sense? You know, it's not likely going to be fun or easy to do. Uh, I myself am not a very patient person, but when you know from the start that getting started isn't cheap, it actually does help you better prepare for the journey that's to come. And the good news in this is that you're going to be learning a ton about life and yourself in the journey in both the monetary and time investments you're putting in, and you're not wasting time or money, but flip it around to like you are investing in what's to come. Just keep looking forward, think of the future that's to come, and how your time and money is a great investment for getting you there. So with that in mind, let's move on to our next section of knowing where to plant. Knowing where to plant the not so cheap flowers that you bought is actually pretty crucial. Before you can confidently plant your item, you actually need to know whether it needs full sun, partial sun, full shade, to even how many hours a day it will need of both. From there, you also need to know how your yard is located and on which sides of your yard provide these different areas, the south side, the north side, the east, west side. <laughs> this alone will make a huge difference and whether or not your plant will actually survive and thrive or if it will quickly die. We had this happen at my house where I'm at with a fern plant. We had it in the backyard and like, this will look beautiful here. Well, within like, a, you know, just a week, a couple of days, it was like on its way out. And we spent a lot of money on this and we looked into it and we're like, oh, it's because it's getting all of this afternoon sun and it actually just needs like morning sun, partial shade, lots of shade, you know, it's in the wrong spot. So that alone was like, Wow, a huge learning case right here. And even if it doesn't come to that extreme of like it's dying or it's going to die, there are some cases where, you know, the plant will still survive where it's at despite being planted in the wrong location. However, in this, it's not actually going to provide much growth or any blooms, meaning that it'll never reach its full potential for what it could have been. And keep in mind too that even if your plant is in the correct location, there can still be other outside factors that hurt your plant's chance of survival be it birds, squirrels, deer, snails, slugs, bugs. <laughs> really, a lot of these different things can all target and destroy your plant before it's even had the chance to grow. So knowing where to plant to avoid as many outside factors as you can as well will also be super important. And when we relate this to yourself, you'll be wanting to look at this for where you're planning yourself in both your personal and your professional life. For personal, to get started in this, kind of ask yourself, where do you need to be in order to live the best you can? What kind of city, town, or location do you need to be in? What kind of housing suits you best? Do you need to live alone? Or do you need to have roommates? Do you want to be within a family of your own? What activities do you partake in? Events and social functions are you plugged into? And kind of are all of these helpful and beneficial for you? Basically, knowing where you need to be planted in your life is crucial and that it helps set you up for success and opens you up to the potential you have within yourself and the opportunities that are gonna come your way. And even more so, if you're in an unhealthy living situation, you're much more likely to do yourself long-term damage that will take so many years to get over and to overcome that, or you'll be shut off from making any growth at all. 
you'll only be just surviving and that's it, but you're not actually truly living. And then when we jump to the professional side of this, some questions you would be asking yourself are, what job are you in now? Is this a job that you want to be in and that you enjoy? Does it make enough money to both sustain you and your life goals? Is there room for advancement? Are you being valued and treated well? Are you challenged in your job? Do you like what you do? And finally, is your job pushing you to be a better person and strengthening you for what's next in your life? You know, knowing where you need to be in your professional life is pretty tricky for most people, myself included, but it's also, just like your personal one, a very crucial area in your life. Most people, if you did not know, spend more time working than with their own family and kids, and even when they're at home with their families, they're likely to still be working. So if you're not happy and doing well where you're at, then why would you be staying there? And also, you're going to want to make some changes as soon as possible, even if you're making good money but are left feeling unfulfilled, burnt out, or know that you're not where you're supposed to be, sometimes it is just that gut feeling of like, everything is going so well on the outside, you know, outwardly, I'm making money, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, but inside, it just doesn't feel right and I know I'm not supposed to be here. Well, if you're feeling any of those things, it's time to examine where you're at and where you should be headed. You should not just be surviving your work days and looking forward to doing anything but work, basically, I live for the weekends. <laughs> and really, most people have to work on the weekends, if you did not know. If you're working in the Bay Area, or most states, I guess, anywhere where it's a fast-paced life, you know, you barely get any days off. But rather, you know, you should be planning yourself in a job where you're treated well, you enjoy what you do, you can make decent money, you have advancement opportunities, and you can overall strengthen your tools to get you to that next step in your life and journey. And now the good news in this is that if you've planted a plant in your yard incorrectly and in the wrong spot, like we did with a firm, and you notice that it's starting to die, you can transplant it. Hooray! You know, you can move it to a new spot, the correct spot where it can meet its requirements to grow and live a long and fruitful life. Likewise, in your personal and professional life, if you know the requirements you need in these different areas and they're not being met, don't stay where you're at. Like, if anything at all, get out of there. You don't want to be at the point where you're feeling trapped, hopeless, and like you're decaying. <laughs> you're a dying plant. But rather, transplant yourself to a new living situation or job, even if it's uncomfortable and takes a certain amount of sacrifices, in the end, you'll thank yourself for realizing you are in the wrong spot and that you made the decision to move. And yes, we understand it's not always that easy and it's much easier just to say this, but at the same time, there are so many people who are just living ordinary, boring lives that are not happy, that are in bad situations that they could be changing and preventing themselves just by moving. So if that's you, pay super close attention, get motivated, work through this, you can make a better life for yourself just on where you're at in both these sections. And from there, let's actually move on to our next section of knowing your resources. All right, so after you know where your plant should be placed, you'll need to know the resources that it's gonna need to live a healthy and prosperous life. When it comes to plants, some of their most common resources will be water and how much water they need, their sunlight intake, which we already briefly mentioned, if they need any additional plant food, the nutrients in the soil, as well as garden pesticides to ward off insects and bugs, maybe even deer. Well, most times with deer, you actually just can't plant anything or they're very like minimal plants. So if that's you, we are sorry. Most times though, these resources are needed on a constant, steady, and unwavering basis. It requires a lot of fine-tuned focus as well as a detailed plan for each plant 
and knowing how to take care of it. Some points within this are if plants don't get enough water or even too much water and sunlight, they will likely die. If they don't get the nutrients they need from the soil or the plant food given to them, they will likely not prosper nor bloom and soon after <laughs> die. <laughs> uh, a lot of death, right? And then finally, if they're not protected from the snails, slugs, bugs, and other pests, your plants will likely end up chewed up and eaten, most times directly impacting the life and blooming of the plant. Also, yes, you guessed it, death. <laughs> and now when we relate this to our personal and professional life, you want to know what resources are needed to keep you growing healthy where you're at and doing overall. For personally, you know, these are some questions you would ask yourself are, how much sleep do you need? What kind of food do you need to consume? Are you exercising regularly? How much human and social contact do you require? Do you have people in your life to talk to about your life and your decisions and these changes? What kind of clothes, electronics, products do you need in your life to live well? These are all just beginning questions that you should start asking yourself, but it will make a big difference in your day-to-day -day as well as in the long run. Making small adjustments such as these in your resources that you use and consume in your life may seem a bit small in the broader picture of everything, but we've seen how impactful these items really can be. You know, small adjustments and decisions tend to build upon one another, creating new habits and new decisions, taking you down paths you would never have been at prior to making these first few choices, decisions, and changes. From here, an overall topic that we would also suggest you take a look into and work through for yourself are the different areas of your health. And did you know there is more than just your physical health? Whoa! We'll leave it up to you to look into them all, but some of the most common ones include emotional, mental, spiritual, intellectual, and physical health. Look these items up online and figure out where you're at in each of the categories and what resources you need in order to be living the best life that you can within each one. And then when we jump over to professional, some questions you'd be asking yourself are, what do you need to get better at your job? How do you enjoy learning? What do you need to produce a productive workday? What tools do you need to work productively? What food and drink can you use to help you think clearly and work productively? What environment do you need to work within? What time of day do you work best? and what's needed in order to advance in your career. These beginning questions will be good to look at and ask yourself when it comes to the job you're currently in and in producing a routine that can make you the most effective, efficient, and productive at work. Even if you're not currently in the job you want to end up in, you can still work on these areas and start creating helpful skills and routines to use currently and towards your future. I think that's a huge thing in the different jobs I've been at in that some people have this attitude of like, well, this isn't where I wanna be or I don't care about this job. I can't get anything from this job. And it's like, no, that's the wrong mentality. Even if you're working at a coffee shop, you're learning how this sort of a business runs. You're learning the ins and outs. You're seeing how the manager does stuff, how the supervisors, how if you're just an employee, how you yourself work, how the register works, how you're making drinks, how you're interacting with customers, your customer service skills. There is so much that you can learn, even just from a small coffee shop, that is not a waste. So taking that idea of like, hey, I'm in this job that I don't wanna be in forever, but I'm still learning and from there, even if you are in a bigger job, so not just a coffee shop, many times your work can actually provide a handful of these resources to help push you forward and make your workday more successful and just give you these tools, which can be so helpful. And then you may also find though that sometimes they're not so great at pushing these forward. And in that case, you need to do the beginning work of getting started with knowing what resources do you need and how can I get my hands on these 
Another thing to keep in mind is that if you're looking to leave your current job for another one, or even in starting your own business, you're gonna need to create a map of what resources will be needed to get started in this and what's needed to push you forward. So don't think, even if you are in a job you don't want, you're like, hey, I'm gonna start my own thing or I'm gonna go to the next job. I'm just gonna jump ship now. It's like, no, you still need to go through these and figure out for you yourself, how do you work the best that you can work? What resources do you need? Because this is gonna be something that's gonna follow you through the rest of your life I mean, some changes can come. You can teach yourself untrain from habits or train new habits. But for the most part, when it comes down to the core person of you, what do you need? That will be the same. Focus on honing in and getting good at those skills so that you can take it with you wherever you end up. And now the good news is that most of these resources in both of the categories for personal professional will actually be relatively cheap to implement. Making small habit adjustments about the time you go to bed, when you wake up, how much you exercise, the amount and type of food you consume, your electronic consumption, spending time with friends or family around you will actually be a lot smaller like action items to take and to get them into play. It may be a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning to start making these adjustments and changes as well as sticking to your habits because as we said, it's really hard to create a new habit and actually stick to it but you'll find that in the long run, it will actually make a huge difference in the person you're becoming and who you're gonna be in the future. So remember, if you're wanting to pour resources into your life to give you growth and allow you to live as healthily as possible, this is when you need to really be focusing in on that so that you can then be able to reach your full potential. Okay, and then from here, let's go to our next section of growth takes time. Now, once you have all your plants purchased, you have them planted correctly, you know the resources they'll need, you'll now have to wait. <laughs> Waiting can take anywhere from a few weeks to months to years, depending on the flower, plant, or tree you've purchased. Some examples of this are annual flowers will typically only take a few weeks to get to the peak of their blooming and growth. Bulbs can come back each year, but will still take a few months from when they first start shooting up their sprouts and leaves from the ground to where they actually bloom. Perennials can take sometimes a few years to fully establish in order to have a strong foundation to provide for itself in the years to come. So even if you have some blooms, the actual beautiful plant will take a while. And then for any sort of tree, you'll likely be waiting anywhere from five to 15, maybe 20 years before you see it in its beginning mature stages, or at least begin to get a picture of what it would look like if it were a fully grown tree. The point is that growth and actually seeing the blooms, flowers, and a full picture of the plants that you're planting will actually take some time. It's not overnight that you have a small vegetable plant to then one that produces fruit for you to eat. This will take time, it'll take many weeks, maybe even a few months to occur. Keep in mind too that the time waiting is not just idle time. So it's not like you did all this work with your plants and you're like, oh, phew, I can just wait a few weeks and then I'm gonna get some fruit. It's like, no, it's not idle time. You're needing to continually check in on your plant. You're making sure it's doing well where it's at and that it's getting all the resources it needs and you are fighting off those pests that want to gobble all of it up before you can get your own hands on it. And then when we relate this to your personal and professional life, you want to keep some of these key points in mind, reminding yourself daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly, however often you need to. But we're going to go through a list. Here we go. Changes, implementations, and investments all take a substantial amount of time. The next one, sometimes you'll have quick growth and improvement, but this may not always last and is not typically the case. So don't get in the habit of thinking everything will come quick. The next, growth is a process that takes time in that it's slowly built upon itself each day. 
little by little by little to get to where it needs to be. From here, rather than be discouraged about how far away you are from your end goal, take note of and be joyful for the day-to-day -day and small improvements that you are actually seeing. The next, celebrate the milestones, achievements, goals, and accomplishments you hit along your journey. Waiting to celebrate until the end is not a good route to take and will likely leave you feeling empty and unfulfilled once you get to that end result. Super important there. From there, share your growth with a close friend, family member, mentor, or your social circle. Having encouragement around you is vital to staying in the game, moving forward, as well as talking about what you're working on will only help fuel you towards getting there. From here, write down in a journal all the steps you're taking and the progress you're making on a small level. As you continue to grow, you'll be able to look back and see how far you've come. This is to be used as encouragement for yourself, as well as a guide for your future endeavors. If you've gardened once, then the next year you're already going to be better. You know to be patient. You know what to expect. You know what's coming. So keep that in mind for that point in particular. The next one, remind yourself regularly that waiting is giving you more time to prepare for what's to come. You may not be ready for the end result now, but in a few months or years, you'll be perfectly suited to handle all that comes with it. And that's something that you don't know in the moment and it's so hard because you won't know sometimes for many years so you just have to tell yourself hey i don't know why i'm waiting i don't know what's happening i know where i want to go all i can hope is that in a few years i'll know why i had to wait or why i was waiting or why it didn't come sooner and when you get there hopefully i know myself personally i've seen this where i'm like wow because i did this this and this and that took up quite some time I'm now able to do this. This is something I wanted to do, but without that time waiting and those experiences I had, I would not be able to be where I am now and do it successfully. And then the last one is focus on building a strong foundation when your goal seems too far away and know that you're strengthening yourself each day to be the best you can be in the present as well as for the future. And now the good news in all of this is that even though waiting can be a pain, especially if you're not a patient person like myself, you'll be seeing steady growth and improvement throughout your journey. Small improvements, milestones, achievements, and accomplishments are all something to be celebrated and are building you up to be the person you'll be by the time you get to your end result. It may not be as quick as you'd like it to be, but if you really focus in on all that's happening around you, you can actually be encouraged in knowing that you're headed in the right direction and towards your goal. And from here, we just have two more sections before we close it out. So let's head to the next section, which is one lucky bug, which is so much fun to say. Part of the reason why we chose that, if you were wondering. As you're going throughout your different gardening and planting, though, you may find that you come across two different instances when it comes to a lucky bug. In one instance, an actual bug is lucky and has gotten through your defenses and has chewed up, eaten, and even killed your poor, poor plant. The bug is lucky in that they have a full belly, and you're unlucky in that even as hard as you've worked in taking care of and protecting the plant, it has died. In the other instance, sometimes you have a plant that is actually the lucky bug. Lucky in that you had no idea how to properly take care of it. You didn't really know what you're doing. You may have had to have a great comeback with the plant after it almost died, and really, you have no idea why. Somehow and for some reason, your plant has survived against all the odds and it's not necessarily because of you and the work you've put into it. Fruit trees, now this is kind of funny because a lot of people we've seen kind of have this joke that some of the best producing fruit trees in a yard are those that are not taken care of and left alone. The idea being that if the owner had tried to take care of it, they wouldn't have had as good as fruit as what's being produced now on the unwatered and unpruned tree. The idea in all of this is that sometimes you can be the best gardener out there and you're gonna experience both good times and bad times, 
without really knowing why it's happening or the cause for it all. Like no matter what you do, it's gonna happen and it's not really your fault at all. And then when we look at both your personal and professional life, you'll see many instances of both what we would call good luck and bad luck. The key is to not take what you may consider bad luck too seriously and negatively. Of course, in the moment, you may feel like everything is against you and the recent event just further adds to your bad luck and it just keeps going from there. The day gets worse and worse and worse and worse and oh, look at me, I have the worst look and oh, and then it's just a pity party from there and you die in your pity party. <laughs> However, the trick will be to shift your mindset to knowing that sometimes you don't have control over what has happened and what is happening. You can just do your best to go along with what comes your way and find opportunities to learn and strengthen yourself from there. Likewise, you may have some experiences where everything is going so smoothly, you come up to some big step and next step where it all comes together without any direct influence from yourself. And you could lie and say, you did so much work to make it happen, but really, you know that you just happened to be in the right spot at the right moment to have things all come together. Likely, you've seen this with other people and it probably caused some jealousy or bitterness on your end of things. Some people just seem to always be moving forward and having great opportunities come their way. And while a majority of these opportunities could be from the hard work they're putting in and that which we can't see on the outside, it's very likely that there is some luck added into the mix of things. All of this is important to keep in mind and even celebrate when something goes your way without knowing why. Because what else can you do? You can tell yourself that you're the best and the greatest, but is that the case? I mean, we would hope you think positively <laughs> and highly of yourself, but that is not gonna be helpful. So if you don't know why, just be like, hey, this happened, this is great, sweet. Celebrate and be thankful for the success and what's come your way, but also keep up with your hard work and determination. The good news in all of this is that if you're working hard and putting yourself in the best positions, you can be with all you do, then you don't really have to worry about being lucky or unlucky. There's nothing you can change or fix on your end of the things when it comes to this. This is actually great because it means you don't have to obsess over the bad things that have come your way and get yourself to thinking that you're just the worst, everything you do is awful, and you end up dying at your own pity party, as well as for the good times, it gives you something to celebrate, more reasons to celebrate when something unexpected goes your way without really knowing why. It's just like, hey, this was awesome, this was great, it really boosted me up, gave me more confidence, and I don't know why, but I'm gonna take it and we're gonna run with it. You know, and really to close out this section, just know it's all a journey and you are sure to have both instances of lucky bugs. You are one lucky bug. Do you know what movie that's from? Let me know. If you do, you should know. Hopefully, Disney. That's a that's a hint for you. Okay, and now let's end up with our last section before we head into closing out the show. All right, and our last section is It's Worth It in the End. Basically, when you get to the blooming seasons of all your different plants, you can finally sit back and enjoy all of your hard work. Each time you walk up to your house and both see and breathe in the scent of your flowers, you'll be reminded of how all the past work you've put into them has made it so worth it. Neighbors and people passing by will be envious of how beautiful your yard is, not knowing really how much work, blood, sweat, and tears you've put into it. You're able to make flower bouquets to fill your house and the houses of your friends. And be it having fruit and vegetables consume, flowers to cut and vase, flowers to smell and view, to being satisfied with bringing life and beauty to your own yard and those around you, 
there are really so many different ways that the end result of your gardening and planting is so worth it. And looking at your personal and professional life, we would say that it will also be worth it in the end as well. Saying this, of course, is looking at things optimistically, but really, who says you shouldn't be? If you're consciously making investments that are geared towards bringing about success, growth and prosperity based on what's in step and the best for yourself and your personal and professional life, then things will be worth it in the end. And even if you have to make a few transplants along the way, if things turn out differently than expected, or if you come across difficulties in the journey, it's really all part of living and experiencing life. Can you agree with that? Or maybe in a few years, you can agree with that. Or really, hopefully you last a little bit longer <laughs> than a few years. But hey, if not, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. Let's jump to our conclusion. Okay, and for our conclusion, we're going to begin with our key takeaways. The first one, the expenses being invested are not just for the present, but rather for future seasons and countless years of happiness, joy, and the life ahead of you. This makes what seems like a high starting cost worth it. The trick is reminding yourself of this and looking towards the future being confident in what will come as well as being okay with the needed financial costs. From here, when evaluating your personal and professional life, it's important to see if you're planning correctly where success and growth can come about. Get rid of the just surviving mentality and really start focusing in on taking a proactive approach to being in the right location for yourself in these different areas. The next one, Focus in on the resources you need personally and professionally in order to sustain a healthy life and push you towards the future you're looking to have. The resources, decisions, and changes may all be small and seemingly unimportant on the day-to-day, -day, but in the long run, it'll strengthen you and build you up to where you need to be. From here, growth and getting to your end result will take time. Know this from the start and be okay with both knowing that it could take a long time to arrive, as well as that you never actually know how long it's gonna to take to get there until you're actually there. But don't worry, this is okay and you should take your time to regularly keep track of your accomplishments and the growth that is occurring on the day-to-day -day and part of the journey to get you there. The last two are, while a lot of success does come from hard work, experience, and a multitude of other reasons, many times people are just lucky. Likewise, some people hit hard times which may seem like they are unlucky in both these situations, when it comes to luck, the person likely had no control over what happened. Don't get caught up in the bad, but instead celebrate the good, keeping focused on your hard work and the journey you're on. And finally, enjoying the process and going through the hard work is what makes sitting back after a long day and getting to see what you've created and built all so worth it in the end. And now let's jump to our challenge. We challenge you to figure out for yourself personally where you're at in each of these situations and where you would like to be. Asking yourself how much is needed financially to get to your next step. Are you planning correctly in life? Do you have the needed resources to move forward? How are you tracking your progress in terms of growth? Have you experienced times of good or bad luck in your ventures? And finally, take some time to envision where you want to be and how everything you're going through and what you're experiencing now will all really be worth it in the end. Because we're confident that if you start bringing the green thumb approach to your life, you'll be able to make the changes and decisions in your life that are needed to start seeing success. And while you're at it, feel free to loop us in and also let us know what you've learned from this and what are some of these areas that you're gonna be working on and what it looks like for you. We would love to hear from you as well as encourage you in your journey. And so with that, let's head to our final sign off. All right, so knowing when to make changes in your life can be difficult 
and even more so when it comes to which decisions to make in a need to change. Sometimes the answers aren't clear, the path you're headed down seems uncertain, or it just seems like you keep hitting these dead ends and roadblocks, one after another after another. Well, we would first encourage you in knowing that you're not alone in this and that we all find ourselves here. Many of us are likely here in this moment right now. Secondly, we would suggest that you look closely into your life, bringing this green thumb approach and mentality to yourself personally and professionally. We're certain that there's hope to be found and that you're headed down a journey that'll strengthen you to become who you're meant to be and where you're supposed to be all in the right timing. So remind yourself of this regularly, that growth takes time and that it will be worth it in the end. And hey, while you're at it, let me just tell you, you are one lucky bug. Have a great week, you guys. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.